0: In Montreal, there's a campaign in support of Ghanaian refugees facing deportation. Um, It's ongoing, but actually recently um, one Ghanaian refugee was deported. Um, I'm with Mustafa Hanawi from the Immigrant Workers Centre. Could you share with us a bit about the campaign, but maybe start by talking about this deportation that happened, didn't get a lot of media coverage? Uh,
1: There was a deportation of a young Ghanaian man who... Uh, was afraid of his, and part of the reason why there wasn't media attention was that he was afraid of the consequences, and still is, of what would happen to him in Guinea if he were to go public. Uh, he was uh, a denied refugee claimant, and actually his circumstances are unique because he was always abiding by citizenship and immigration Canada's uh, mandate to come in or to uh, to be available and the a change of address for him did not take place to CBSA so they issued a warrant so uh, he thought he was doing the right thing by calling the police in a particular situation and instead of rectifying that situation he was arrested, uh, put in Laval Detention
0: Center That was a situation not having anything to do with his immigration. Nothing to do uh, with his immigration. Or his refugee claim. No.
1: And uh, he actually had come here uh, as a minor, had finished his high school here, and has been here for a number of years, and now was facing deportation back to Guinea. And the fact that he tried to find ways to resist his deportation any way he can... Uh, and led to the point which should have grabbed more media attention was that uh, denying him his final uh, detention review bail hearing by scuttling him out in the middle of the night onto a chartered private flight to deport him and only him uh, back to Guinea.
0: So the Canadian government, um, instead of having the bail hearing for his detention re- uh, situation, basically a detention review hearing... They didn't allow that to happen.
1: He had others before that, but uh, his next one was coming up and they wanted to deport him before that because there was a support committee. People were uh, trying to organize and to find ways to stop his deportation. uh, And instead they chartered a private plane to deport him back to Guinea because the previous attempt to deport him the pilot would refuse to t- was refusing to take him uh this was on a public
0: airplane this was
1: on a public uh flight
0: flight okay so so this was somebody that the Ghanaian committee against deportations was supporting uh just to clarify uh Mustafa from the immigrant workers Centers here he came here as a minor and had been here for many years
1: yeah he had been here uh for seven or eight years uh built his life uh had been working uh finished his high school here and was deeply rooted and then after eight years the government had finally made a decision and and refused his claim and and his refugee claim yeah okay so and the fact is is that he should have been accepted when he was here as a minor but uh that wasn't Uh, Actually, the the case, and now uh, his life is and remains under threat uh, back home uh, in Guinea, where even from there he still refuses to actually to go public in a way uh, his name with what took place uh, here around his deportation.
0: Mm -hmm. So his case is one of many. Many Ghanaians were supporting him. Uh, so this is a broader situation. You know, we're talking about this one individual who came here as a, as a minor from Guinea, conakry So this is a broader scenario, and it's 2019 now, and there's a lot of uh, other uh, Ghanaian community members who are not maybe facing exactly the same situation but are facing deportation.
1: Yeah, so, I, I mean, many of the the Ghanaian uh, refugees that come... Are always almost deemed automatically, almost as if they were economic, uh, economic migrants, uh, and their refugee claims uh, are very difficult uh, to actually to win, despite their individual histories, their individual stories, uh, and in the fact is is that uh, there's an element of of racism that takes place, particularly because. These are men from Western Africa. So even cases around sexuality, uh, cases around maybe persecution around religion uh, are touted as, uh, you know, by uh, the Immigration Refugee Board almost as being uh, fake. So already the fact is that they have to already face another hurdle uh, in terms of Uh, winning uh, their refugee claims. Uh, Even if they've been denied at the level of Canada, a few of our members have won uh, at the level of the UN. And so the fact shows that they came here as refugee claimants for several reasons. Even those who came for economic reasons, it's very interesting to understand that there's a deep connection to Quebec, right? That uh, Guinea uh, is a state that very much like other states that where their economy revolves around the extraction of a particular mineral uh, or whether it be oil, is that the benefits of that always are concentrated in the hands of few. Mm -hmm. Right. So in the case of Guinea, uh, bauxite is the major resource, second to Jamaica. And most of that is processed either in France or in Quebec and Alma by Rio Tinto. Uh, and there's been uh, writings about it that it's no exaggeration that uh, Quebec's wealth has really been generated by Guinea, right? And that the role uh, uh, the bauxite industry and aluminum industry here have played uh, is enormous and it's drained a lot of that wealth uh, and the attempt to find other means to develop a Guinean society. And so that creates a sort of of wealth concentrated in the hands of few where uh, most of that wealth is not distributed to the majority of society and, and Guinea is actually in terms of the human development index in the globe is actually ranked lower than Syria and that's after several years of uh of, of civil war in Syria. Uh, so just to give that understanding, I mean you had a military regime that created that caused a massacre of hundreds of opposition activists in a football stadium in the open. Uh, So the kind of impunity that exists uh, and systemically, and it's supported by the Canadian state uh, through free trade agreements, through uh, an investor's agreement uh, to be able to secure bauxite. But yet we don't want people to come who've actually been either displaced physically Or are forced to leave to seek a better future because of the deep kind of structural and hierarchical relationship between Quebec uh, and Guinea. So I think, uh, you know, Canada has to take these uh, into consideration to be able to grant uh, people from Guinea status and to to stop their deportations because uh, it's not, people are simply seeking better lives. Out of a context or out of a political vacuum, uh, that there is a context uh, that does exist, and it's very much linked to our own uh, trajectory as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, yeah, just to underline that, um, in terms of like the human rights situation in Guinea and uh, you know um, various issues around like political killings and also economic injustice. That has been pretty well documented by Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International and also the United Nations, which you mentioned. But in Canada, the Immigration Refugee Board hasn't really recognized a lot of those points.
1: No, I mean, Human Rights Watch came out with a new document just this past October uh, highlighting the level of political repression and repression against the opposition. Uh, There had been a teacher strike this past fall, which had grown to sort of a general discontent over the economic situation. And that was met with extreme repression across, uh, Guinea. across Guinea and even yeah. um, uh, in the areas, particularly where the bauxite uh, mining takes place uh, because those are the most deprived, actually. They're the poorest regions. Yeah. And then uh, this past November and December, uh, there was actually an International Day of Action called by the Ghanaian community and, uh, to re To be able to put a focus on the human rights situation uh in Guinea, and actually over a hundred people from the community marched here and but no media came even when they marched to uh, Radio Canada. No media came and, and it was part of a a global day of of action
0: well I mean in Canada, there is a pretty significant discussion about refugee rights and refugees that have that has happened the last couple of years. There's quite pretty wide discussion about the rights of Syrian refugees, for example. Um, Guinea really is not on the map, but here in Montreal, there's this crisis uh, facing refugees from Guinea. Um, I guess last point, Mustafa, um, why is it important that people should take notice of this Ghanaian community struggle against deportations and why is it important? Uh,
1: I think, I mean, it's important on several levels. I mean, the first level is that uh, this is a group of people who've come together who've uh, who are self-organizing who are trying to support each other to challenge a sort of an injustice that they face by uh, the immigration system and also sort of shows the hypocrisy of the situation in Quebec and sort of the immigration politics well, on one hand uh, I believe it was yesterday where Lago in France is that we need more Europeans and uh, and then at the same time wanting to cut uh, immigration numbers, so it's clear there's sort of a racist logic to who who's entering and who's not, uh, and actually who 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 faces borders and who doesn't face borders. So I think for people coming from Guinea, unfortunately they face those borders, right? Uh, even though they're the victims of colonial violence, they're the victims of uh, of the way that the uh, Global power is structured and the way that Quebec has been able to take advantage of that in Guinea. And at the same time, I think people need to uh, be supportive of, of their organizing to stop their deportations because it empowers uh, actually uh, grassroots organizing uh, at the community level. That's challenging both uh, the liberal Trudeau government and even the CAC government currently. So I think in a way it's, it's these campaigns uh, that other activists and progressive people fundamentally need to be organizing when we're thinking about challenging systemic racism. Uh, do we really care about refugee rights uh, across the board in a universal way? Right. And so it's about a broader situation, about our ideals and about social transformation. And I think that's why it's important to support this campaign, and fundamentally, they're asking for our solidarity. Right? That, that's the most important part. That they know that they can't win as individuals or through uh, nice and neat uh, legal applications. That it means actual campaigning and organizing, uh, and solidarity. Thank you, Mustafa. Thank you, Stefan.